Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. Hope you're doing great. Hope you're having a great day or night, wherever you are, whenever you are. And thanks for tuning in to First of All. This week, I had the very great delight of sitting down and catching up with my friend, June Lee Comedy. He's known to me as June, but to everyone else, mostly, he's known as June Lee Comedy. June is, uh, he's just an amazing comedian. He is an incredible host and a budding actor. And um, he's like my little brother, and I love him so much. We met through Collaboration Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta, which is where June is from. And um, he's been planting those seeds and doing his thing. And recently, he just moved out to Los Angeles a couple months ago to really pursue pursue his dream of doing comedy, hosting, acting full-time. And so I needed to check up on him, you know, see how he's doing in this ridiculous industry (laughs) we're in. And um, yeah, because the last time we spoke actually on, first of all, was last fall while I was in Georgia and we sat in the sweltering heat inside my car to talk about FOMO. And in that discussion, touched upon you know, career FOMO or like the feeling that we're behind in life or that we have all these dreams and goals and everybody's kind of ahead of us doing the thing and doing better and being prettier and getting more likes and all that stuff. If you have not listened to that episode, I re-listened to it recently and it was incredibly cathartic and therapeutic and funny. Um, I mean, it's a little less than a year ago, but I still think it's so relevant, not only for our my millennial generation and Gen Z, but I think, honestly, for society at large in 2019. Um, But yeah, that episode with June was great. So I wanted to follow up and see how he's doing. And he is always just such a generous person in terms of his thoughts and his insights and his his honest feelings. And for anybody who's out there, you know, in pursuit of a dream or a larger goal and trying to figure out what's the grand vision of your life and how to go about that, I think as we all are in some version— it's uh, it's really important, I think, and really helpful to sit down and hear someone else's perspective and their journey because I think there's so many points at which we can relate and understand that it is as challenging for everybody else as it is for us, but it's also very doable to overcome those challenges and to figure out maybe re-strategize or just take a break or check in with a friend and you know, regroup and keep moving forward. So uh, I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope that it is uplifting to you and gives you something, you know, positive to think about and constructive to think about because everybody's on their own path and everyone has a different timeline. Everyone has their different setbacks and their different advantages. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. June's always a light in my life. Thank you to June for being part of this podcast and being on this episode. Again, it was so much fun. And I uh, hope you'll follow both of us on the social medias and Instagram, share with a friend, all that good stuff. Uh, but without further ado, here is this episode of First of All, Chasing Dreams with June Lee Comedy. Enjoy.
How are you doing, June? I am good. Thanks for having me. Oh, wait. Thanks for having me and welcome to my home. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Mm-hmm. This is quite different yes. than your original, my original Oh. Let's not Foray talk about that. Into, oh. No, it was good. This is an evolution of your life. This as, is the point of the story. As my as my roommates put it, it no longer looks like a recent divorcee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my roommate said. My room looked like a very depressing. I just got a divorce. Well, I saw it was wasn't it an air mattress when I got here? No, no, no. It was no, just mattress. It was just mattress. Just mattress. No bed frame. Just like yeah, it was my mattress and my suitcase. Which mattress <laughs> is it? Oh, you know, shout out to Lowell. <laughs> shout out to Lowell. Keeping, keeping you comfy at night. Nice and cool. Yes, ma'am. Um, welcome to LA, though. You're like, Thank welcome you. to my house. Well, know, we are in LA. I'm in LA. And here, uh, this is a follow-up conversation because I was just going down memory lane mm-hmm. last September when yeah. you and I recorded. It was like episode 20 something or wow. I don't even know wow, wow, wow. but it was a while back and uh yeah lots happened since then yeah we, went, we came from your car what? in the hot summer of Georgia it was a sauna we, in there mm-hmm. like we're having like a beauty session my pores were very open that day <laughs> <laughs> so fresh yeah but thanks for having me back I'm yeah thank you, you for taking time sure. I'm so freaking happy you're here I've been so happy what where are we at now how long have you been here now um Less than two months, so still very still. fresh. Like a month and a half now. How, does it feel long? No. Well, it feels like a long vacation. It oh, okay. Still hasn't like set because I've been actually traveling a lot since yeah. I've moved. I went back home twice. I went. I went in New York, and so I haven't really had time to really let it soak in. Yeah. But, yeah it yeah. takes a second to mm-hmm. feel like this is home. Yeah, for sure, and definitely doesn't yet. <sighs> but I'm trying to stay hopeful and optimistic because you know it's been so short. Mm. So I, I understand it's a long game. Yeah. Mentally too. So yeah. Well, many things I've always praised you for is that you're very mature. You're not thinking of like, oh, how can I get some? Well, I mean, you're an ambitious person. It's not take away from that, but it's mm. like. Things don't happen overnight to anybody. Right. Nor right. is that the kind of thing. You're not trying to be a flash in the pan. Sure, sure. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here to stay. <laughs> I hope so. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'm just so curious about what this process was because you, you kind of, from what I remember you telling me, the, the decision to make, to take the plunge. Uh-huh. Was not. I mean, you didn't think you would think about it for a long time. Like since right. I met you, you were, it was on your mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you took the plunge, kind of. Not impulsively, but it was not like it like kind a of huge was. plan. Yeah, it, it, it kind of it wasn't. It wasn't in the, in the sense that yes, I have been thinking about it for well, seriously. I've been thinking about it for about two two and a half years, mm-hmm. like very very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my current one of my current roommates now, um, he's been here about five six months. Got it. Uh, before me, and so he called me one day and he was like, "Hey, um, my lease is ending at the end of May." Would you like to try to find a place with me and another guy? And this was May fifth, single day mile. <laughs> I, I right after I got home from the Blackpink concert. I remember everything like that that day, that it's night. Momentous, it was crazy. It's a milestone. Yeah, and so I Blackpink concert. Yeah, it was great. By the way, my first I, time seeing them, amazing. I watched your Instagram story that day. I remember. I was a little wild that night because I, was, I don't really know Blackpink. Me neither. But I, did. I experienced it through your Instagram. Oh yes, story. I hope through me other people became fans because I am a fan. <laughs> 
But anyway, you had a good time. <laughs> I had a great time. But anyway, um, yeah. So he called me, but then we've had many talks. He's tried to co- uh, convince me to come out, as many other people. And um, that night, I don't know. It felt different. I just got back home from Boston the night before, mm-hmm. um, headlining or I was hosting Fort David so, and that was like kind of one of my short term goals to kind of meet him professionally. And so I was on like a little high, like I, I was, everything was feeling good. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was that and a lot of other things. But four days later, I told my parents after that phone call that i'm moving to la without 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 really knowing what i was gonna do i didn't really have anything planned out Mm -hmm. i didn't have a job lined up i and i think it finally clicked one thing that finally clicked was like i was waiting for a perfect opportunity a perfect moment Mm -hmm. i I had this huge checklist and i was like until at least like 90 percent of my checklist was checked off then i'll make the move and then many people uh told me um, that you know, if you're waiting for the perfect moments, you're never gonna make the move, or it's gonna be really long, or who knows. Yes, yes. Um, and so I thought it was a good point, and so I was like, you know what? I'll just do it. I'll just figure it out as I go. Quite literally, what I am doing right now. And you're doing it. I guess. Well, the I, thing is, I, I, I agree that, that you're never gonna be ready, but I think mm-hmm. there are moments when you're more ready than not. You know. Right. Yeah. And I mean, looking back, even in the short month and a half that I've been here, I think it was out. I do, I do believe that it was very good timing. Yeah. Um, as soon as I came, I got a lot of opportunities. I mean, it is dying down now, but um, I think the timing was right, and um, that it was nice to have like an initial uh, little burst um, because it's so welcome. Yeah, and and it gave me a lot of positive um, energy and optimism. Although it's kind of like dying down right now, it's on the lower end of the wave. Um, trying to kind of remind myself that, you know, I, I wouldn't have had these opportunities from the 20 plus years that I've had in Georgia. And I already got X, Y, and Z as soon as I moved to LA. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm very grateful. Peaks and valleys. For sure. For Peaks sure. and valleys. Yeah. I do, I'm like reliving my whole entry into LA too. From San Francisco. From, San, from, mm-hmm. the, from the, the Bay. Mm-hmm. It's really funny because I don't remember what possessed me to make this decision. Right. For sure. Yeah. I'm glad that you remember it. It, it was very like, it felt, I remember when I made my decision to move here mm-hmm. because I had resisted moving here. Yeah. Mine was like, it was like the nagging feeling like I need to go because that's where my future is. Yeah, I had that instinct. For sure. But the desire was like, I don't want to go to LA. Yeah. Like, so my... My whole attitude was so resistant, like yeah. delaying it as much as possible. That's my tendency. That's maybe you and I are different. I, 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 I think there's some similarities in that too. Yeah. Well, because um, you well, it's fear, but it's also just I always, I was a little brat and I was like, LA. <laughs> oh, big deal. I'm above that. And I was like, we're in so like green up here. God. But then it humbles me. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> I, I am being very humbled right now. And it's, it's actually a very interesting time that we're talking right now because usually like in podcasts or whatever, whatever the scenario or case may be, it's like, it's like, oh, how things are going great. Or like, you know, I just moved. So very, very exciting times. But it's, it's a very interesting time that we're talking right now because it hasn't been like the best of times for me. Mm. Um, so it's cool. It's cool to unpack. Good. You know, well, it's, I'm cool to, it's cool to talk I've, about. I'm very this. honored that you trust me to unpack that oh, because... First of all, life is again peaks and valleys, and yeah. and the funny thing is, a lot of like what I even with this platform, mm. what, I mean, this community of listeners, um, my original idea of 
conversations that were going to be had. Obviously, I want it to be something that helps and uplifts people and gives people something positive. But in the process of that, it's talking about a lot of dark stuff. For sure. You know, because life is not all roses. There are some rosy moments, and I think it's good to acknowledge that and feel that and be like, yay, right? Like, appreciate that. But I think um, a lot of things that come up top of my head are, are things that are not easy Mm -hmm. or pleasant Mm -hmm. but still like to me really important they are things that are like we can't leave unpackaged like you have to you have to like at some point tackle it so my goal is like that my friends that i think are so so talented and like funny and creative and ambitious and like they go do things that i think are so impressive it comes with it comes with a lot yeah you know Mm -hmm. you're gonna go do things like there will be not consequences that sounds so like nefarious right. the consequences mm-hmm. too. but the the um with the wins there are losses and or there's sure. like there's just struggles right for sure, for sure. yeah but i'm super i want to i want to say like as your hype hype nuna mm-hmm. i'm so so proud of you oh thank you because it you know even if you didn't like necessarily plan it out to take a risk and like really kind of um invest in yourself yeah. and your future like saying like i'm gonna take life by the horns i'm just gonna go mm-hmm. that's incredibly courageous even if you felt like oh it's just kind of an impulsive crazy thing yeah. blah 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 right, right, but right. you you're still here you're freaking living you're living it and you're like doing the grind you got you're gonna rise to the occasion mm-hmm. so i'm just prefacing our whole conversation with no that. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> I, I mean if i if i really look at it objectively so for those of you that don't know i i'm i drove here from Georgia. Yeah, I want to know that story. Yeah, I drove here by myself from like, Georgia. I was like, what? 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 <laughs> so I have an older brother and he um, he was really pushing me to do that. I, I want, A, I wanted to save money. Uh-huh. So I didn't want to like ship my car and I know I needed a car. I didn't want to fly all of that stuff. And I have like a hatchback so I could fit everything in my car that I needed uh-huh. right, as much as I can. So I was like, you know what? And I'm really bad at driving by my driving for long periods without falling asleep. Oh. I fall asleep like super easily. Oh. The, when the sun just hits my chest, I just, <laughs> just knock out. That's me. <laughs> I'm going 80, <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, it's cool. So whenever oh, I'm in no. the passenger, I, I always fall asleep. So I was like, but then I was like, you know what? How great of an entrance introduction would this be to LA it would be so poetic you know what I mean like it would be like a, I was like oh, you know what this would be a moment to find myself to be a very cathartic moment all of that jazz good be extra you about and to be in LA my mom was like I'm gonna sneak in your trunk if you go by yourself like I'm going with you I'm like no 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 it's okay it's okay and I finally convinced her that I'm going alone and I, and I made up my mind and I did it and I did it in like three days and the, the first the first day I drove like 14 and a half hours oh and surprisingly goodness. I was like okay okay yeah and it was okay I, I mean obviously I kept myself entertained I have my karaoke mic, so okay, good. I was I was gonna ask you session. what what is it? is it pod, pod, podcast? Podca- sometimes can put me to sleep. Podcast was nice. Um, mm-hmm. I did listen to a few really really good episodes that I think stuck with me. Um, I listened to music, and what really helped was uh, having like I talked on the phone. I called some friends, especially I, I called old friends, like high school friends, dope, like non Korean, non Asian friends that I haven't talked to in years, and. It was very, it was nice. Good. It was really nice. Was and you're nice. totally attentive to that, so you're awake and not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> being on the phone definitely helps uh, stay awake. Um, yeah, so that was my entrance to LA. Um, but I mean, I guess fast forwarding now, it definitely has slowed down a little bit. I mean, gigs are coming here and there, but mentally and emotionally, mm. it's been 
Interesting. Ah,、oh, my, fa- my favorite. That, you know, it's funny. Interesting is a word.、Ground. Interesting is such a good preface word that people say before they really start unpacking. Yeah. You know, it's just like they still have the guard up. And like, I'm almost asking you to keep poking at me so I can. Okay, fine. Let me just tell you how to press that. Let me、like, keep you poking. <laughs> You're just, you just like open the gate、oh, for、no. my favorite <laughs> territory. Let's talk about the feelings. No, I know. Sidebar, I've、for、been、sure. around enough Hollywood, LA people, especially like PR marketing. Yeah. Interesting means everything. It means like total garbage. It means absolutely fantastic. It means like, actually, rarely does it mean fantastic. If it's, a, if it's great, they're like, oh, that's amazing. But、yeah. like, if everything else, they're like, oh, interesting. You're right. <laughs> so you feel an interesting, huh? It's, it's been interesting. interesting. Okay, well, <laughs> let's, I mean, here, here, before we even get into that,、yeah. those feelings, I'm curious as to like, Because we talked about FOMO last time, and like, you know, that's a huge part of just life、sure. in, in current society. But what was the original dream? Like, when you were little, like, did you in any、mm. way imagine that this is the dream that was? When did it become this? When, when did this become the dream? Right.、Um, Curious. As long as I can remember, my, the first dream, like, real dream that I had was a comedian. Really? Stand up comedian. Yeah, I remember. Stand up comedian. <laughs> I don't know if it was stand up comedian or just comedian, but I remember、um, in kindergarten or something, you had those like sheets that you fill out.、Uh-huh. And like, you know, what do you want to be? How old are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I think I was the only person in my class that wrote comedian. At the time, you know, a lot of people, a lot of kids wrote policeman,、um, fireman, you know, like stuff I like that. I want to be a veterinarian. Exactly, stuff like that.、Mm-hmm. And、um, I wrote comedian for some reason because I have a, my brother's eight years older. He was very into listening and watching stand up. And so just like being at home, I would listen, hear him listen to a lot of like、um, Margaret Cho. Oh, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle, all of, all of those. For me, it's like, you know, during my time, you know, are the heavy, heavy hitters.、Um, So I grew up, yeah, I grew up listening to a lot of that and Eddie Murphy, and、um, there was just something really appealing about it. And I always thought that my brother's really funny.、Uh-huh. And ever since I was really young,、um, I found that I was good at comedy. I was good at making people laugh. So I, I really held on to it very early on. And it became easily one of my strongest assets and one of my biggest defense mechanisms. So it's been kind of that weird dichotomy. <laughs> Problem solving yeah, through laughter. For sure. Oh, my. I broke everything,、mm-hmm. but you love me, right? I'm amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I, my, my parents would tell me when they would,、uh, me and my brother are very different in a lot of senses where, where we would get in trouble and we would get spanked. My brother would just sit there and stand there and not say a word. Yeah, and, and take parents, it. My, brother, my parents hated that because, like, it didn't show, he didn't show any, <clears throat> like, Regret or guilt, or like、oh. he, had, he had a straight face, never said sorry. Stoic. Just, yeah, very stoicism. Me, all of a sudden, my Korean jumped like five levels, saying all these <laughs> complicated words and phrases. I would jump over the bed, under the bed. I would dodge, duck and dodge. My parents, my mom would be out of breath. Now, fast, she would tell me that it was so hard for her not to laugh because she had to be serious at the moment. Yeah, because she tried to discipline you. And then she, would, she, she would be so out of breath. But that was, <laughs> that was me as a kid growing up. I can totally see. Please beg,、uh, forgive me just one more time. Say it in Korean. I, I can't even repeat it. I don't know. And it's like, where did you get that language? Because you're like a little child. Like, <laughs> you know? Where did this come from? I could 100% see it. That was me. And was I me. feel bad for your mom because <laughs> I bet you it destroyed her. I would be like, <laughs> I gave her a good exercise every yeah, time. Yeah, you know, I'm like dying inside. But、um, yeah, so comedy has always been、um, on the forefront. And 
I think it really started with like a lot of church skits. Especially like winter retreat. I don't know how it is for other um, ethnicities, for but like Asian churches, like a lot of the retreats is where you do skits. Heck yeah! Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like yeah. you get it paired up into groups. Production. And I loved that. I a lot of kids shied away from it and they didn't want. To, they hated that part of it. But I really lived and thrived for that moment. Um, I ended up. A lot of times, I usually end up being like the main character. Yeah, of course. Or, if not that, like the director. I actually loved the directing side of it. Same here. Like fun. the writing side of it, like creating the skit. Yeah. It's usually supposed to be like the the small group leader, which is like a high school or a college person. Yeah. When, they're, when you're in elementary, middle school. But I was like, no, 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 I got this. Like, <laughs> here, here's what we're going to do. Hey, hey, hey. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> and so at, a young, at, at an early age, I really liked that. I really liked being on stage. I liked performing. Um, I can be kind of shy and quiet, but like... When I'm on stage, I guess it's different, which is weird. It's very weird, but it, it's hard to explain. You and I are cut from the same cloth. Yeah, that journey is one. It's like almost identical to mine. Yeah, yeah. Church was like the place where I discovered I, as a shy kid, mm. in a lot of different social settings. In that way, I was like, "Where do you want me?" For sure, for sure. <laughs> I had a conversation with this um, with with someone, who's, but I think. A lot of Asian churches, especially black churches, mm -hmm. they foster and curate a lot of talent. Yeah. You know, especially in like the choir, like black choir. Exactly. From a young age. For sure. And, yeah. and it, it really kind of cultivates a different performance mm -hmm. side that I think is useful no matter what you do, whether you end up becoming like an artist in some professional way or it's just kind of like getting used to being in front of people and sharing yourself. Yeah. I think is really great. Sure. I, I genuinely, and even though I'm not like a churchgoer anymore, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I still really like, it's still like sacred, happy oh, for sure. memories for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you churching it up and you're making everyone laugh. And also I have to say like making people laugh. Like I was a very like drama centered kid. Mm, so I wasn't, I, I never felt like I was like the one to be the clown, Yeah, which I think is such a, it's such a great role for the person who can fill that, yeah. fill those shoes. Yeah, yeah. I never felt like I was that. I felt like, oh, I'm good at making, like playing the character. Like I was so fascinated. Mm -hmm. But like making people laugh, I didn't really do that until like BuzzFeed videos with uh, Jenny Yang. Right, but right. once I experienced it, I can it's so addicting. Yeah. It's a very amazing high. I will say, I will say not to kill the moment. It is. Uh -huh. It is. But it's also... When you when you get like a taste of it, uh -huh. it's also kind of in a sense where when I, especially when I MC, uh -huh. uh, when I like make people laugh or like have a really really good night and you know a lot of good feedback, but it's like that moment like when you go home or like the couple of days after. Uh -huh. um, I heard John Mayer talk about this, but like after you do like a world tour, mm -hmm. like that summer hour, like the like couple of weeks after, it can be like one of the most very hard down times because because you just relive that moment. Mm -hmm. Such a high moment. So mm -hmm. it, I experienced Tate like little hints of that when I MC events or, or stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So it, yeah, again, things it's, are it's, less colorful. It's always like about that balance. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. But I will say, I mean, um, without sounding cliche, the ability to make someone really laugh and to see someone just have that like deep stomach laughter as a result of just being around you or like something you did or said. Um, it has to be one of the most gratifying feelings. Mm -hmm. It really does. It really mm -hmm. does. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. And you're very good at that. Thank you. <laughs> so how did this, when did that solidify for you with like school and everything? Like what were the expectations of Omanapa? Yeah. Um, in a sense, I think I had a very practical route, uh, very similar to many other Asian Americans. Um, I, you know, went to college, I graduated, got a great internship in New York, um, for, at an advertising agency. Oh, yeah. Um, 
didn't work out. So How, what did you major really in salty. again? Advertising. Advertising. Oh, yeah, yeah, advertising. You've told me this eight times. I'm so sorry. I'm like <laughs> no, the worst. Okay. okay, but now it's recorded and right. I'll have it forever. Um, two weeks into the internship, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. Oh. So I wasn't surprised I didn't get the job offer. Good. And But I was, but I wasn't. You yeah. know, and I'm like, oh, what the Your heck? ego. You're you like, know, my ego is, do you know oh, who I am? Yeah, you know? <laughs> the brilliance exactly. in this mind. You, know, you should like, pay me everything. So you guys are missing out. <laughs> <laughs> so I came home, um, got a job at a startup, and then got a full-time position. So kind of living that nine to five. Uh, in sales, I thought I'd be good at sales. You know, just me talking, me being funny. I was terrible why were you it so, so bad it's so sales? hard I'm, I'm not pushy mm. I'm like they're like i don't want to talk yeah because you got to close I, I just i'm not a closer you know you can engage somebody i am i'm probably... really good at that yeah i'm really good at how's that. your day going yeah i'm really good at that and then they're like yeah i don't think we're ready yeah i'm not ready either i'm just gonna quit my <laughs> job too. I'm, i don't think i'm ready to either you yet. take care no yeah. i support you man like live your life yeah yes but then, you don't need this <laughs> you're like telling them why exactly, it's a waste exactly that's me um, and so I ended up, that job didn't work out either. And so I had a little bit of money saved up in time, all this time. And during this whole process, even starting college, every, everything has always been in the back of my mind. I wanted to be an actor. Mm. I wanted to be an entertainer. Mm. Um, I don't know if people, like a lot of Koreans watch this uh, show called Kegu Konsat. Mm. It's a live, it's a live show that they do every week in a live performance and they have to write the script and everything. And, um, I love that show. And so me and my family would watch it growing up at the dinner table and I would get really excited watching that stuff. So I've always wanted to be an, an entertainer of some sort. Um, so I, in the typical story of, I kind of always ran away from it and just kind of like, all right, let's just be safe, do all this, listen to my parents. And then, uh, senior year of college, I switched. I started off doing YouTube, doing like music, mm-hmm. uh, doing covers, singing with my friends, stuff. Like oh, that. And I wrote like original songs in high school. I had a oh, big like, is this emo all face. on YouTube right now? I put private for almost all of it. Hey. It's very embarrassing. So I switched my brand senior year of college. That's when I kind of started doing Julie comedy. And then fast forward to like a couple years ago when the job didn't work out, I started pumping out videos and finally like one uh, like hit and took off. And ever since then, I didn't really look back. And I was like, okay, I finally got some sort of recognition, like on a bigger scale yeah. and validation. And so that really, that was like a huge milestone in, in, in really pushing me to, I got a little taste of this. I was like, all right, I'm just going to uh, grab this and run run with it. Respect. <laughs> it's funny because because everyone has their different moment of mm-hmm. The light bulb moment. Uh-huh. And some people deny the light bulb moment. Sometimes you'll still have it, but you're going to be like, nah, that's too. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. But were you ever like a, were you, I, personally for me, I get really, I'm very uh, introspective. Me too. Which is like, it, it helps me. I'm gl- I'd am rather be introspective than not. Right. But sometimes it's a slippery slope. It can be and unhealthy. It, and it gets really, really, I get into the weeds and then I stay there for, for sure. uh, four years. Um, but like, sure. you, you just don't, you're just so caught up in like, but what if it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, and I, for me, like, I hated being a cliche, but I didn't even want to accept the fact that I was really, really worried about my parents. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to admit that. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm my own woman. Like, yeah. I'm yeah, 20. Yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah, like sure. I do what I want. But I also had, like, a very rocky teenage years, like, with dating an abusive guy. And that it had gone to such extremes. Like, it was completely like a K-drama that I, like, had mm-hmm. put my whole family through. By the time I was 19, that I had 
on top of the regular, like, oh, I don't want to disappoint them. And I've been on this track, like, and I've been talking about medicine and doing X, Y, Z, which I wanted to do to take away from that, to switch gears. And then also to disappoint them after already having put them through like literal hell Mm -hmm. felt too much. So there's like so many reasons for me why I held back on like, there were these like moments of like, oh, this is like what I want to do. And people keep giving not like even nudges they're like because some people can like hold back and be like oh that's a cute idea yeah yeah but some people are like no you're funny like go right you know you get different signals from people for sure so it's funny like did you what was your resistance then what what, was it it wasn't yourself but it was was it your parents like what was um in the dream that was formulating a little bit both i'm like you i'm very introspective Mm. um sometimes to a fault Mm. like i I'm very hard on myself and I, I I don't really cut myself a lot of slack. But like I say that in the sense of like I'm not the hardest worker either. You know, I'm I'm not trying to like hide myself. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm really hard on myself, so I just grind it out twenty four seven. I'm I'm hard on myself and then I don't as a byproduct, I don't like learn from it and then like it's a vicious cycle I'm like you idiot why aren't you doing anything and I'm like I know and then okay so do something I'm like okay but no you but, know, you know um, it's, it's, it's tough it's yeah tough. it and is then, it's, but, and then my parents it was a long conversation for many 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 years mm. um, they all acknowledged I was very funny I was creative um, but in terms of actually pursuing it as a career they weren't for that especially my mom it's all about sustainability it's all yeah. about being safe and the older I got I, I resented them for the longest time and then um, finally one of my, my brother I had a conversation conversation with him and he said something very profound he was like what if um, we always put our parents on a pedestal you know sometimes rightfully so because like they work so hard a lot of immigrant parents but he, was, he said something it was like what if our parents work ethic was manifested in our own pursuit of our dreams so just because it doesn't reflect in physical labor or, or you know, waking up at 5, 6 a.m. every day, you know, I, like, I, I really do think as a part of the DNA, it was passed on to us as kids. And we need to give our, ourselves a little bit more credit and use that feel and use that work ethic that we admire about our parents so much and feel it towards our own um, endeavors. Mm-hmm. And I was and he was saying, like, and I, I, I believe that not like chasing your dreams as an immigrant kid, as a second generation, whatever you are, is the highest form of paying back respects to your parents instead of living a safe life. To Ooh. me, that's how I see it. It's all justification, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like we're finagling <laughs> yeah, this I'm, I'm, to make ourselves. I'm totally feel, trying to validate I, I'm myself with you, June. Like, but no, I, I yeah, like. I think it's because really down to it, it's it's the best use of not wasting the life that your parents sacrifice their own life so that you can have yours for sure and in the short term yes you're gonna satisfy them and and make them happy for if by sacrificing your own happiness and your own pursuit but when what what about when the inevitable happens and they pass mm-hmm. um, a lot of times i've heard stories of kids growing up after their parents pass they resent their parents for not being able to pursue what they wanted to do for so long yeah and so i don't want to go through that for sure um and so like yeah it sucks but i, I unfortunately i they're still working and, uh-huh. and they're still going to have to for a little bit so but you know the hope is that I do keep pursuing my dreams and I do quote unquote make it whenever and be able to really, really hopefully before they pass to really give them the life that they deserve. You and me both. I hope. <laughs> I really do. Funnily, part of me, For like sure. one of my parents' little mini dreams right now is to move to Atlanta. 
Ooh. So I'll we'll, I'll introduce what I'm saying is I'll have our f- parents have we a should parent become family friends. Oh, parent date. Yeah, <laughs> it's like children. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, right. Go play. How the rules are reversed. You're gonna have a, a dinner at this restaurant. Bye. Mm-hmm. We got it. For sure. For sure. <laughs> no, I think that's very admirable, and and it's funny because I hear that was one of the most common things I would hear time after time after time in collaboration like mm. traveling all over the country like all over North America going even into Canada and seeing the universal aspects of like not just people be trying to be the artists even like the staff members and like just random people I would meet a lot of the questions and this is again whether you're an immigrant child or not but there's a different level of like how you honor and respect yeah. you know yeah, yeah. those who raised you and maybe you're not from like a nuclear family with a mother and father figure you know maybe there's so many different ways that people have grown up in this world and you want to feel like you did something good to the people who let you have this life and it's something that's very very real because um it can either motivate you and or hinder you because of that whatever level of feeling of responsibility or like not wanting to disappoint that there is so i think your brother's a very wise man yes i, I agree and um i also think my you and i are both again lucky we both have big brothers that encourage mm, us yeah. i literally credit the fact that i had the guts to do what i did a lot to my big brother yeah same 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 um i don't and because like when I was making the move and he was telling me to drive by myself, my, obviously it was like two sides on my shoulder. And my uh-huh. mom was like, she's a big worrier. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I can even say that, but he, my brother's like so simply, he's like, just don't be a pussy. You know, <laughs> he's like, what, like just, just go. do it. Do and it. I'm like, oh my God. Because he's the type of person, as soon as he graduated college, moved to China, taught himself Chinese, lived there for three years. Um, and then he moved around like to California, to Oakland, back to Korea. And so he just kind of always did his own thing. So I really admired that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I want to do something. Like, I, cause I was, I was just staying at home with my parents for the longest time in Atlanta. And I was like, and I never understood how he did it, but he says, like, just do it. Just, just do just, it. Just do it. Yeah. Nike that life. For sure. That's dope. I love it. So shout out to June's brother. <laughs> Thank you. He's a big fan of yours, by the way. I think we talked about he this. Did. He did. He is. He actually, he, he really does like I'm Like having did deja vu. I'm so flattered. Yeah, oh, oh my gosh. No, I, I really, thank you. What's his name? Hosang. Hosang. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Hosang, for, for bringing this light into my life and so many others. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's like, I, I genuinely think in the creation of like the dream chasers, everybody has a story. Oh, for sure. And I love hearing yeah. the origin story, like how those bricks were laid because there are certain key people that help really move you yeah they help you close a gap that like if they, if it were not for them oh yeah who knows what would have sure, happened for sure so shout out to the big brothers shout out to all the family and friends that like push people because you know it makes a difference mm-hmm. okay so we and and then you 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 know you're self-actualizing taking mm-hmm. ownership of mm-hmm. your what you want um and now what's the get so you, you came out you drove out yeah yeah so you want to start unpacking now <laughs> I still haven't even packed my suitcase, so like <laughs> it's a it's a quite little physical man, uh, manifestation of that right now. You but, know, those um, go hand in hand. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a really interesting time right now. I said it again, but to be more to clarify a little bit, I think I'm always very careful when it comes to myself using the word depressed or sad or whatever mm. because I don't. I don't think that I've ever been depressed. Okay. I think like everyone else, I've been, I've had lows and I've been very sad, but I don't know. I don't think I've been every, which is a very 
fortunate thing to say. Yeah. And I understand that. But I'm, I'm, I'm so very, very hesitant to ever even approach that word when mm-hmm. it comes to myself. Um, I think that's very, honestly, I respect that a lot. Cause I just, I don't know. I'm, am I just like trying to feel bad for myself or like, it's, it's a tough, it's a really tough subject to tackle when it comes to myself. Right. Um, and I, no, I don't think I'm depressed, but I think it's like a weird little rut where um, it sounds so superficial and so like basic and cliche, but like I haven't uploaded in a minute. I like, but like stuff like that. And um, and when it comes to like content, mm-hmm. I just been in this weird creative rut. And, you know, right? I, I, it makes sense. It happens. Like mm-hmm. writer's block. Mm-hmm. I just can't think of anything creative. And I've, I've been shooting a couple stuff skits and I didn't upload any because I thought they were trash. Mm. Um, so all I've been doing is just like every day I'm like, okay, I want to do something. I want to shoot something, but it just nothing comes to mind. And recently, um, I've been doing my Korean drama skits like yeah. on Snapchat. They're so and good. they've been going well, fortunately. They're so and, and, good. Yeah, thank you. And so I've been getting very good positive re- feedback. Uh-huh. And so it's been a it's been a while since I've uploaded my last episode and I have one like my episode written out, but even that right now I'm I'm like I don't know if I'm just overthinking it, if I'm being a little too much like over the head about it, but a part of me is like just do it, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's just like I don't know, but I, I do think that a lot of the move has an emotional toll on me. It's like kind of catching up to me right now mm. where I feel a, a little lonely or I miss home. Mm-hmm. I still haven't found like a core group of people. Um, and so I'm still getting situated. And as I'm saying all of this you know, to myself, I'm always counter like a rebuttal to myself. I'm very hard on myself. It's like, like stop making excuses, you know, mm. you know, like this isn't what successful people, this is not how they think and like how they talk to themselves. So, but it's, it's always like this weird Says back and you. forth. Exactly. No, I get you know? it. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been, it's been kind of weird, but I'm like really good at like face value. Just like, you know, I'm good. I'm chill. Mm-hmm. And even to myself, I'm good at hiding that. So I don't, I'm just trying to be more aware, self-aware and open to myself and just really, um, be my current state of how I'm feeling. And I, I can't really pinpoint it at the moment, but it's not like the best right now. It's not, I don't think it's like the healthiest. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not like very satisfied or content or I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I, sure. I love you, Jean. Well, I just, I think it's, I think it's a funny conundrum to be in because on one hand, it's just a very, it's a, first of all, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. It's, you're, mm-hmm. No one's ever. And I'm trying to remind myself that it is. It is consistently. Part of it, sure. Um, in, in a, because, because of the flux of life, to be very big and meta and cliche, life is always going to have something going on. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of really on an objective level, kind of impractical to think things are great and they're always going to be great. And see, I don't want to, then I, I get in my head. I'm like, stop being such a pessimist. So, exactly, you, so right. you're trying to like manifest <laughs> negativity. Cause that's just the way it is. And I'm not the kind of person that like, I hate the excuse yeah. of that's just how it is. Exactly. I do not like that. Yeah. I'm a creator. I'm like, no, if you don't like how it is, then we go work through that and we're going to build something that, like that, that does suit you. So, but in the process of that, it does go high and low. There's a moment where I'm like feeling joyful and feeling like gratitude and everything's great. And then the next moment I'm like bitter and resentful and yeah. like humankind sucks. Yeah, like yeah. we voted Trump into office. Like, why am I even trying anymore? <laughs> you know, and it's like, and then, you know, those moments knock you. And and I feel like 
in a way, it's kind of, and it's not to be pessimistic, but uh-huh. more like embracing of, hey, things are going to get tough. But once you face that toughness, it's a whole other story. When you're in a happy place and you're like, oh, yeah, th- yeah, things get exactly. hard and you figure out a way. But then when you're in it, you're like, no. Man, I'm, I'm <laughs> literally, I'm that single guy to all my friends' relationship. I give the best relation advices. When I, like, <laughs> as a single man, I'm going to tune my own heart. I give some great advices. But when it comes to myself, I'm like, you know, when, but when I'm in the situation, I don't listen to anyone. <laughs> like yeah. nothing applies. What did you say? And, uh, you know, and and one thing I'm really learning time and time again. I think for me, arguably the number one thing in this game, in any pursuit, especially in this industry, um, I think the most important thing and the most important thing to keep fostering and um, growing is your mental game. Mm. My mental game is is booty it's weak like <laughs> it's people booty. people compliment me like is that oh, how they say it in atlanta <laughs> it's booty <laughs> i'm sorry yeah it is i say that that's a thing i guess you've like subliminally like, planted oh, in my head i'm dude, like that's, that's, booty. that's booty man <laughs> and so like yeah people say oh yeah you're funny like you got talent blah 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 but i i'm continually learning how long like how long of a game this is mm. and one of my biggest pet peeves is when people um uh, don't give enough credit to like big stars whether it's lebron james kendrick lamar eminem like all these whoever your idols are the, yeah. the top of the top even at one point and there are many many points during their career they didn't they had no idea they were going to be who they were now mm-hmm. they obviously they had hopes and dreams of like they had very high confidence in themselves but there were i'm sure there were moments just like us in their in their path they're like I'm, I want to give up many times. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't worth it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to amount to anything. Yep. And so, like, when people don't give enough credit of how hard they worked and the fact that they didn't give up and continually kept going, mm-hmm. it really helps, like, kind of humanize our idols yeah. and then make them more of a person. And in that sense, it's so much more relatable. Because um, if you're going to be successful in any field, you need to, like, it's great to have um, model role models and idols, but to really just reflect that, you know, they had very real struggles too i'm sure you know one thousand percent and it's it's recognition in the process of like living out your own pursuit that with every high there is a low and that it's not no one's exempt from that Mm. like everybody has their version yeah and i think um it's 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 interesting being around so many different artists yeah and trying to take something as abstract as like humor and art right and then Essentially, what we're doing is commodifying it. We're trying to turn it into a product. We're trying to turn it into a video or a song or a movie Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. that can be somehow monetized, Mm -hmm. right? And paid because we want to make, we want this to be our life. We want this to be. And so, in the pursuit of that, I feel like I've met so many different, uh, such a variety of characters and approaches to not just professionalism but like what success means right that thing to me is something that whether you are an artist or working in tech or banking or like agriculture i don't care everyone has their different version of what does success mean and i that's the thing that's been driving me a lot to like wonder about for myself by observing it in others yeah because i'm just like so do you got like five million views yeah are you good is that like is that you <laughs> right. happy right, right, like is exactly. that like all you wanted exactly. um because if so that's great i'm just curious i'm like 
what was what was the goal? And then and then and then in turn, I turn it on me. Yes. What's the goal with this podcast? What is the goal with like whatever? I get mad. Like going back to our FOMO conversation, it's so comparison driven in in our universe. Yeah. Um, and in this industry to be like, oh, I'm not as successful, quote unquote, because I'm not doing this as to this extent as that person. Mm-hmm. And again, and being a girl too, like, I'm just, I'm still like, I'm in my mid thirties, man. And I'm still like comparing myself to oh, like 20 sure. year olds. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I don't know. It's just, it makes me, I'm like, God, when the millennials reach our senior years, <laughs> man, it's going to be a whole other, like. <laughs> Yeah. How did the baby boomers do it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's very weird to like watch our obsession with youth and with beauty yeah. in this amplified way, and then like start deteriorating, quote unquote, like mm-hmm. start getting you know yeah. wrinkles or whatever, and like watching beauty vloggers and like Instagram models and like what is happening, and then like your values change and all that. Anyway, I just like threw out a million different things, but I'm always trying to identify. Not just the what of the success, but the why. Like, why does that make me happy? Why yeah. is this? Why is this the goal? Mm-hmm. And my goals keep shifting. And I think that's okay. Yeah. And I think I'm glad they're shifting. And I'm good. <laughs> and then, and, and, and that's what I'm learning too. I think the more the older and the more hopefully the more mature you get, mm-hmm. I think it's perfectly fine and healthy to constantly to always, you know, maybe reevaluate your purpose or mm-hmm. your why, mm-hmm. and, and kind of keep strengthening and solidifying. I can confidently say when I first started. The, the goal from then and now is maybe not so drastically different, but it has shifted a lot. Yeah. You know, a lot of it was you know, self-acclaimed. Like I wanted to make a name for myself and just like me, 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 me. But the more that I do, especially with content, some of the messages and comments I receive, is very humbling and very touching. And, and the fact that my silly 45 second, 60 second videos have really turned around lives or made someone's day. And, quite literally um saved a life you know like one girl was contemplating suicide wow yeah and she was like i was about i was gonna go through it and then i was like on your feed and now um, i changed my mind and it was like that was a lot to take in i didn't really know how to like that is that. a lot and, and i was like wow that that really it really helps because it takes the focus off yourself mm-hmm. um and that was a really good reminder that and now I finally kind of understand when like actors win awards, when they're like, "Oh, what I do, this is like bigger than me, this is beyond me." And I was like, "You're just saying words. That means nothing. That's so abstract. Like that, <laughs> that literally, you're just saying a cliche just because that's what actors you say." You sound pretty. Yeah, but then it. I, I actually get it mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. a little on a small scale, mm-hmm. and I and I really do understand the power of, um, and I and I truly believe that this is a God-given talent Mm. that I really was born with a sense of humor Mm -hmm. in a sense. And I have this huge, huge opportunity. As my friend put it, I was given a global microphone, especially with social media to, to, to share my content and have, um, the ability to have a chance to make people laugh and entertained. And so when you kind of think about it like that, it's like, it it helps take the shift off yourself. Mm -hmm. Cause I always think there's like a healthy balance of like, obviously 2019 like self-love loving yourself but for me as like as a very just like critical person too it's just like I, there's a there's a healthy balance of like really loving yourself and that sometimes you're like ah you're just not the best dude like you know what i mean you, I you, need, that- to, you need to be self-aware to a- a- acknowledge that sometimes you can be kind of a crappy person <laughs> and learn from it 
That's love to me, though. It is love. That's love. I mean, when you give it out advice to your relationship, true, right? True love is to really tackle those like tough situations. Yes. Yeah, yeah. True love does not mean narcissism. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. True love, I think that, and that's what I realized when I start. I, I'm going to go there because yes, in my past things, I've talked about, like, my episodes have talked about anxiety because this last year, you know, when I spoke to you when we were kicking in oh, yeah. Atlanta, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. only like a couple months into. Uh, right. freelancing right, right, right. and my my mental health took a mm. huge nosedive and I wasn't I was ready financially for a few months is what I shared with you when exactly. you moved to LA I was like ready to chase my dream this was a new dream that I was like finally actualizing I'm trying to do me but man like mentally I was not ready I was just wasn't and that's the thing that I had to learn how to toughen up and like become right. stronger and rise to that occasion. Right. My biggest thing was like implementing good habits, which is again, the why is important, but the how is exactly. also really important. Yes. Yes. Um, but man, it's been, it, it's a, it's a freaking roller coaster. But that's when I was learning about when I started saying the mantras of like, I love you, Minji, like mm. doing literally the, like looking in the mirror and like saying like, I'm, I have it written. If you come, really? when you come over, you'll see all my mirrors have, I'm enough on it. Wow. And that, 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 phrase I will it, help? it, it helps it help? me really swear to god within that week because it wasn't like such high stakes because to me i was like having such grandiose visions of like this dream and don't get me wrong it's still there it didn't take away from the fact that i still want to um you know make a really really amazing film one day that i'm like yeah i did that and again byproduct oscar sad sure. cool yes yeah. of course um that'll be great but it kind of shifted like i still want the dreams were like because i started thinking more about like the why and the why came back to me mm. who am i to like contribute something to this world what do i have to say what do i want like I, do i want to tear people down artistically kind of like a little like let's let's comment on society let's talk about all the bs like let's let's be real about it but at the end of all that tearing down i want to like rebuild something Mm -hmm. greater right Mm -hmm. and i had to identify that why so it didn't take away from that and telling myself that i was enough Mm. right in this moment that like even though you're not there yet you're not if i'm defining that by being like oscar winning director actress what have you even though that is not currently where you are right now you're just fine yeah and if you take this moment just fine and you take the next moment, you're just fine. Eventually, like, it's persistence. It's, like, being open to learn. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be, like, the worst thing. I go so extreme. Like, either I'm, I'm like, Beyonce or I'm, like, I don't know who's the – I can't even think of who's the worst. Yeah. It's, like, you know what I mean? Right. And you got to find somewhere in there where it's, like, no, this is good. I'm enough. And so to me, I didn't even want to be like, I'm the best. I could have written so many different things. But all I wrote from this one YouTube video that I watched of like inspirational self-talk, I'm enough. For me, it was enough. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to feel like, okay. Because there's so many indicators around me, either by numbers, right? Or uh, dollars in my bank account, what have you. (laughs) That to me, I was using as like ammo against me. To say like, oh, I'm not, I'm like not doing good enough. You should be, you're in your thirties. This all that you have in your savings or like whatever, right? Like so many different things in my head that to me were counterproductive. So I was like, I'm going to shut all that up because I'm still going to address it, but I'm going to say that Mm, I'm enough. It's on my phone too, June. I'll send it to you. I should give it a shot. I always, I I couldn't get myself to do those kind of things, but I just need to to do it. Yeah. I just need to do it. Right. Listen to Hosang. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. do it. <laughs> I need to do it. But I, and I think that, like, honestly, even what you're expressing now and, like, the realness of what you're going through, chasing a dream 
and turning it into a goal and something that you actually actualize is a really big thing. It takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And I think you being honest about that with like whoever's tuning in and with yourself mainly. For sure, for sure. um, And with me, I think is very, very admirable. So I want to take away from that. Honestly, this is, this is more of a pep talk for myself, you know? Therapy, (laughs) dude. Self, the self love. Well, what's your, I mean, okay. And like coming back to like, can we spill a little bit of tea now that you're in LA? Because I'm very curious. What are the things that like, what are the, what are the rumors of, about this industry because there's so many people are curious you know what i mean sure what are the rumors that are true so as a (laughs) oh man uh, um as a very newcomer Uh from atlanta um there are some cultural differences like slight some little things that's different but in the industry i'm learning very quickly um i don't know the number one advice everyone has given me whether it's in the industry or not or personal friends um it's just like be careful Mm. And I didn't. I didn't really know what that meant or what that like entailed. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, I mean, I I do see a, a a hint of that. I have met a lot of really really good people, and um, um, a lot of good people to work with, etc. But yeah, this industry is kind of cutthroat in the sense that you know some people are in it just for the exchange. It is some 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 of the encounters are kind of just purely business transactions, and in a, in a sense that's okay um, if that's if that is what it is um, for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I think one thing I've learned about the industry is just like like you were saying, like not to compare yourself because there's so many more creatives here, kind of doing their thing in LA, um, and. Yeah, I'm uh, a recent lesson that I'm trying to really instill in myself is finding the balance between being genuinely happy for someone and jealous of someone. Mm. You know, um, we talked about that in the FOMO. Do episode. we? Yeah, yeah. And I'm still, and I'm, I'm still, still there too, bro. <laughs> and I'm gonna be, and then I'll just be completely transparent and honest. Like, um, so Simu, mm-hmm. when he, when I, when I heard about that, he was like the first Asian Marvel superhero. I had. I'm gonna be completely honest. I had a lot of emotions, a lot of different things, and I'm not proud of it. But like, obviously, one of them was like, "Yo, he, this guy is actually making history. They're gonna make toys out of him, and a lot of kids growing up are gonna. That's his. That, that's their role model. And I was like, in a sense, I was like happy for for the culture and the, and the race. But obviously, a part of me, whether it's the competitive side or the jealousy side, was like, but I. What about me? I deserve something like big like this, or blah 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 blah. blah. So it's just like. And I had to like kind of like step back and pause and like check myself. And I'm like, dude, just like be, learn to just be genuinely happy for someone and their successes and not to trample over that or, or, or feel and stop bringing yourself and like stopping so, like throw away your ego and stopping so self absorbed mm. in the sense that like you feel like you deserve all the successes that everyone around you is having. You know, if, if you are like just really learn to separate. To just really genuinely be happy for someone, and that's it. There's no comma but, and I'm and I'm and I'm really struggling with the comma but part because mm. I'm, I'm constantly like, but but me, but me, but me, but I deserve this. I, I I deserve more. Like I'm I'm better than X at this or whatever the case may be. I'm always doing that, and that's not healthy, and that's not good. Yeah. And so, well, if it's tearing you down for sure, and I, I I'm gonna take a moment to sure. pause and applaud you because I think being self aware to that extent of like. Being protective of your character, I think, is one of the key. Personally, what I've seen in not again, not even just in Hollywood, hearing about all my different friends, like my friends in real estate, having integrity and having the ability to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm good with what I see is 
to me, one of the key things, that's one of the key things I'm recognizing in myself, having been in such a comparison driven, (laughs) insecure place all the time. As long as I can feel like I'm not like compromising my soul in some way or becoming a monster that I know is I'm capable of becoming is pretty key. And that's, again, nobody can do that for you. You can take the best headshots. You can be the most talented and have all the best agents and PR all around you, like working their butts off to make your success. But I think at the end of the day, if that component is missing, that success may end up being self-sabotage. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't feel like that's a bad, it's a faulty foundation to like grow out of. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think yourself, your ability to be honest about that yeah. and be self-aware, I think is why I have faith in you. Why I'm like, yes, go, go to the moon and or to the stars. We'll go way past the moon. Mm-hmm. But, um, it starts with those tiny things. Those are not tiny things. Yeah, I feel like they're very, sure, they're very sure. big things. Um, what is, and in what are the, like the points of recognition that like you're really hoping to build off of now, now that you've, you're starting to settle in um, and you're still in the. Yeah. Um, I think, I think kind of like moving forward, I do would love recognition, more opportunities for dramatic roles. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a little drama baby. Like <laughs> I'm dramatic. Like you Korean. You know all- what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm such a sucker for like romantic comedies or or like sad Korean films. Right. Like sometimes I'm just like you know today I'm in the mood to cry so I'll just like throw on a sad movie. Thank or you. And that's me and that's like and I accept oh. it and acknowledge it. June, you know? if you ever just text me, let me know because I'll probably be like somewhere I'm like I cried too. If anyone's listening, I have a I have a list of <laughs> movies. So hit me up. I'll send you a whole list. But yeah, I would love more opportunities to showcase the kind of more serious and sensitive side because obviously. Like comedy is my main uh, thing and what I'm mainly known for, which is great, mm-hmm. and I think it always will be mm-hmm. in the forefront. Mm-hmm. But I would love to showcase other or other facets and, and sides of it. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm excited, <laughs> and and then we, you know, you and I keep talking, and you know, we have we have a lot of good people around us, and people can be resources, mm-hmm. and I think it's staying hungry and the the dream the dream, you know. The dream can evolve too. Like I didn't know that I wanted to write after uh, I, I chased right. the acting dream. I'm like, I want to write and I want to, I've been producing because of collaboration. Like I still want to produce. Like I have been on enough sets and like your, your things shift, right? Like yeah. your world expands. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity out there. And I do say, I say this lightly because, you know, there are some people that have gone through very serious things, but mm-hmm. even in the, even that I, I, I can't speak for anyone, but I, I am still a firm believer in in the whole f- saying of like I wouldn't change anything because it took all of that to get to where you are now. Yeah, and especially the bad, you know. And and I think it's a healthy way of coping of finding ways to turn a bad situation into fuel or like motivation or finding a way to make it more positive. Yeah, which going back to like comedy has always been my biggest defense mechanism either for coping mechanism mm-hmm. all, all the trauma like not all but like any trauma that i've encountered or, or stresses and bad moments is just like kind of dealing with comedy but and i mean sometimes it's not the best method yeah but um i i think it's just a great reminder especially to anyone that's listening or especially because so many people are insecure especially in the social media world like yeah. it's so like back to the fomo thing and it's just a great reminder that like me too. Like, <laughs> yes. A lot, especially like right now. To be perfectly honest, it's like I don't know if I like love my. I don't like like myself that much right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like when I look at myself, I'm like, ah, like, I, yeah, like I don't, I don't love. Yeah, I definitely should. And um, 
And I think there's something beautiful and comforting in sharing struggles. Yes. Because at times when we look at our role models and idols, like, oh, they have X million followers or they have X amount of money, blah, 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 blah. They're famous. So it's hard to come, like, I can't, I can't relate because mm-hmm. I can't relate to all the positive things that's going on. But they sitting up on top of a mountain right. and I'm down here. But like, it's, 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 it's always comforting knowing that you're never alone. Yes. And I'm such a firm believer and it's a reminder that no, like anything that you go through or will go through in your entire life, you're not the only person that has gone through that. And that's a very good reminder. And then it, again, takes the focus off yourself mm-hmm. and then just like in turns, like, okay, like I, a lot of people have these struggles too, same as me. Mm-hmm. And so it's comforting in its own way. Yeah. You know? Misery loves company. <laughs> I, I'm personally very comforted, like honestly hearing what you're going through. I, I have my own versions of that and we, we're in it to win it, but it takes a lot of the struggle and like we learn from it. We fall, we dust ourselves off, yeah. we take a rest day and then we get back at it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a long process, like sure. trying to make something larger than yourself mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. and understanding your role in that but um, I think you've shared some really beautiful pearls of wisdom oh. and um, I'm going to keep plugging you yeah. I hyped you up at the beginning of this uh, episode in our intro but like also where can people follow you and and see more of your wonderful content yeah yeah um, so you. you guys can check me out at Instagram Facebook YouTube all at Junlee Comedy spelled J-O-O-N-L-E-E and yeah comedy yes um but yeah thank you so much minji um i i always like to give praise right back because i consider her as a big sister as like a mentor as someone i really trust a lot of um i I really value her opinions and her advices and i really do think that you have a lot to offer to people's lives enrich people's life and in industry so i hope you keep this up Thank you. (laughs) I won't give up. Oh, I've wanted to. No, thank you very much, Jane. Thank you uh, to everybody tuning in. And also, I want to do a quick shout out to my Patreon patrons because you guys help keep this microphone on and keep me afloat in our monthly hangouts and just like giving me ideas for content. And um, I just appreciate and want to further continue to build a community around this podcast and finally leading into my own freaking content. We're like almost at 80 episodes. And I'm like, finally, okay, let's do it. All right, I guess I'll do it. Um, but no, it's been a really amazing journey. And and thank you very much to Marvin, the guy who helped create this all from the beginning, from the ground up, my audio engineer and producer. And thank you to Aquafina for use of her song, Yellow Ranger, for the intro and outro, and just for being a freaking badass and for helping me have life mm-hmm. and inspiration in so many ways. And um, I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian-American podcasters and storytellers. You can find, first of all, on iTunes, Google Play, Radio Public, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts. This is it for first of all this week. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day, week, month, wherever. I don't know how many times you're listening to these episodes, but I hope that they give you inspiration, hope, light, happiness, joy, and something to think about and talk about with your friends. Okay? So have a great week. I'll see you later. Bye. I got this all up on my LinkedIn. Proficient is spitting, turning red when I'm drinking. Emancipating pussy like I was Abe Lincoln. Squirting out that Kool-Aid to lot of that just sick it, sick it.
Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.